When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Wilmington! Yeah! Wilmington, Brooke Canada! Welcome to the five-day bender! Because my favorite thing in life is free pizza. So on one, two, three, can I get y'all to say free pizza? One, two, three. Just give it the old college try right here. Oh, big dog's in. Schmitty! What do you think, Schmitty? He could just pull shit off. Talk Schmidt. He's so fucking busy. Shit my pants, lad. Yeah, roll the decks, it's fucking deep. Are you ready? Come on, Smith. Huge. Alright, check, check, one, two, check, check, one, two. Good morning, it's Talking Schmidt coming at you from the SFC, and today we got the crazy kid from CACA. Please welcome Mr. Chet Childress. Hello. What's good? Uh... <laughs> I'm clamming up already. Nah. Uh, nothing, man. Just here in SF. Uh, came down for this uh, Stumptown coffee trip with uh, Silas, Nick, and uh, came down here to meet up with Alyssa. They're, we're working on this little video size, like kind of like a movie thing for the coffee brand and uh, trying to finish up the last couple minute things. Got some good stuff with Alyssa. Rad. It's Stumptown, right? Yeah, Stumptown Coffee. And it's what? There's five people on the team? There's four. Four. Who is it? Uh, Alyssa Steamer, Silas Baxter, Neil, Nick Basario, and my dumbass. Nice. You were talking to me the other day. You got like a, a like a, a cup or a, something coming out. Oh, yeah. It comes it came out today. It's a bag of uh, coffee where I did the art on the bag, and then there's a cold brew coffee. Which is like cold coffee, you know? And yeah. I did the can for that. Sick. And then I did like uh, a mug and I did this like tote bag. They've really been good to me, these people. It's awesome. I've, I've like skated for them for like 10 years, but they're just launching this this team and uh, just trying to hype people up on like coffee, you know? Because it's like instead of, you know, energy drinks are no bueno. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, coffee, it's kind of more of an adult drink, I think, but... uh it's cool, man. They're they're awesome. So you were born in Wilmington, or I was born in the uh, Abbey in Virginia, which is in the Appalachian Mountains. But at seven, um, my parents separated, and my mother moved us to the beach. So we moved to Wilmington, North Carolina. Yeah, and that's where I did most of my growing up. It's set until until seven. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah, and even at seven, you don't know what you're doing. Right. So, but yeah, we moved to the beach, and uh, everything just went from there if i would have like if my parents relationship would have worked out i'd probably you know, like i'm driving tractors farm i don't know man it's it's weird because it was like i both my both sides of my families were farmers had, had huge farms but you know we moved to the beach and that's how we found out about skateboarding and just grew up there and um it was a great place to grow up as a kid so that's where you started skating was wilmington started skating yeah yeah huh we're stoked because it was like you know beach culture so that helps you know skating come around more because of surfing 
And there's actually, there's always been something to skate there growing up as a child. You know what I mean? It's like something to skate, something to skate. Oh, might be a crappy ramp. Yeah. You know, we were talking about last night, strip malls, those days of skating strip malls, <laughs> the school. Yeah. Whatever you got, all you're doing is just trying to like, you're skating the corniest bump ever that will not even put you in the air, but you're imagining you're in California or something and you're not as blasting off this curb For cut, sure. but it's like you go look at it now and it's like barely even an angle. <laughs> yeah. Like the old spots, you're like, whoa. Um, what did you remember what your first board was? My first board was like, uh, so we grew up in this neighborhood and there's these surfer dudes that built a U pipe that had four feet of flat, four feet of vert. We're playing war in the ditch because going back to a kid, you don't really know what you're doing. So we just always played in these ditches that were, you know, was dirt, but it was like went through the neighborhood so that you could kind of take the back roads. So we roll up on these dudes. I got this ramp and, uh, what, what the hell are you? This is insane. They're like, come over here, kid. So we went over there and then they, you know, when they, they teach you how to fakie, mm-hmm. hold your shoulders or arms. They're like, oh. This is what we're doing now forever. So my mom, we didn't have a lot of money. So my mom was like, all right, you guys are into skating and you need, you want a board or something. So she went to wall up, might even Kmart then. And I got a Nash and it was like the one with the gravel grip tape. I swear they just like sprayed gravel on it and that orange wheels. And I instantly knew that day I like took it outside and it looked so cool because uh, it was my first board. Yeah. But it didn't work. <laughs> It didn't work like those other dudes. So I took that board apart like every way I could and tried to put it together. Re- I wanted what they had. I wanted that velocity and like yeah. I wanted to ride like that what I rode the first time. So we eventually, me and my brother eventually got our uh, own boards. You know, we had to share boards for a while. We had to share pads. Mm. My brother was so punk rock. He's just like here. He's three years older. Clint, my brother's Clint Childress and uh He's like, I don't care about these pads. I'll just eat shit. Here you go, you little brat. Wear the pads. So my brother would take the fucking biggest hits for the family, you know, and we'd share a board. Sick. I would take off with a board because I'd get out of school for like 45 minutes earlier than him. He'd meet me at the quarter pipe, usually whoop me up for taking the board. Not whoop me up, but whatever. We shared a board. And then uh, we finally got boards and I got a mini cab, some indies and some uh future primitive pow wheels or something i forgot exact bones wheels but they were like i don't know they were cool rat bones or something yeah before that maybe even yeah i forgot i don't know there was pow pow wheels yeah that seems to be common a lot of people had the bones or rat bones rat could have been rat bones there city streets too or something i forget but what was the first hookup you got well we constantly always had stuff to skate. Like I said, we had vert ramps. We street skated. We skated mini ramps. But then when I was like 13 or 14, or maybe even earlier, uh, we lived in Carolina Beach, which is a little south of, uh, you know, seven miles south of Wilmington, little beach town. These people built a skate park called the Ramp House, and it was built by this guy, Jim Reese, which at the time was like a really good ramp designer. I mean, the, dude, there was like... When this skate park was built, there was nothing in America. People oh. were like, you know, it was an, it was like skateboarding was dead. It was like actually the birth of like kind of indoor skate parks being built. And we got this awesome skate park built, built by my house. 
I went there and talked to the people and I got the job as a janitor. So I could, so I was like, I would sweep the skate park two times a day because it was Masonite. Uh-huh. So I could skate for free every day, which was like right by my mom's house. Perfect. And it was like this sick wooden bowl, a spine ramp, these little three foot ramps. I had like curbs on them. And then we got a, then we got like a small vert ramp with nine foot trains, foot of vert. And that was just awesome. And then that was just like a giant clubhouse until like, uh, like, what closed in 93 but then people started coming from all over the united states to skate there so california mm-hmm. i mean fausto came there nice. um kevin thatcher barker barrett right sluggo hasoy i mean peter hewitt bailey i mean list the thing was awesome like i mean i can just go it was off definitely a skate attraction it was a, it was a skate was track before the hangar yes it was it was oh. built before the hangar and then the hangar got built and that was three hours even south so that hangar was there and then we were three hours north so that brought all of that energy yeah so we had blaze blowing right we had all the locals who were the dudes you looked up to at that time like fuck that dude to the shit or whatever well the before we got the park the builder guy name was uh jim reese he just had riot style he did front side inverts he was just like it's kind of an awesome person uh-huh. And then uh God, it's hard to think about childhood aisles. I just think the skate park just brought so many different people. Yeah. And so many different styles. And so you were just like you absorbed everything that came into that that building. And you're like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do this, I want to do that. Right. See. Um, and so through that park, people came through that maybe hooked you up with a board. Oh, yeah, yeah. So well, I got on. I started like you know surf shop. There was a surf shop that hooked me up, uh, surfing stuff, and then, then I got some boards from like. Uh, well, Red Dog came there, so I got on Dogtown, and K Nine Wheels, but before that, I rode for Tracker Trucks, which Morris and Brian Wainwright, other people I looked up to, they hooked me up with Tracker Trucks, and that was like one of the first videos I was ever in, some Tracker video. I don't remember the name of it, but then uh, I rode for Dogtown, and that was awesome because that was like one of my first trips when mm. I was like 16. Was I met Wade Spire, Karma, and Cardiel at Atlanta, and we did a week long skate trip up back up to my house where I was, you know, so they wanted to skate the ramp house. So I got to go on the road with those dudes for a week from uh, the Atlanta finals. Was that the skate zone? Yeah. They, me and Phil were there at that at that contest. Yeah, yeah. So I was just—I didn't right. know any of those dudes. Red dogs just, red dogs just get down there. So I rode with my buddy uh, Brian Drink and Matt Howell gave me a ride down there, and uh, I got in the van with those guys, and it was just straight awesome, dude. It was like that was like ninety two, right? Yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, I, I think so. Ninety one, somewhere around there. I thought it was ninety, but oh. I could be completely off. Uh-huh. Um. But that was that was rad, man. It was like I feel like we were all. I mean, we're not like we're all around the same age. Oh, Karma was in there too. All we did is skated, ate candy. I think at the time, like Wade and John chewed tobacco or something. Uh huh. But all we did is like bought fireworks, skated, looked at porn mags, and ate candy. Right. It was just like ah. I think we put Dogtown out of business on that trip. That was like <laughs> one of the times. You know, it was towards the end. Oh, okay. So, yeah. And that was good. That was that was just such awesome time. And then from there, the skate park closed, and uh, I worked for Eastern Skateboard Supply, 
which was like Reggie Barnes gave me this job, huge distribution, and I ran Endless Grind Skate Shop, the mail order. Okay. For that. And uh, Reggie ended up hooking us up and built us a vert ramp, which was like 24 feet wide, 11 foot tall. That's where Phil did his first kickflip indie. Oh, shit. Sick. You remember that? Yeah. That blue ramp? Yeah. So Reggie Barnes built us that ramp at our, our work, and we had a bunch of like different little order vibes and boxes at work. So, And then that was, again, a lot of people were coming there because it was at Eastern Skateboard Supply. So Yeah. And then at the time, I rode for Acme Skateboards. Okay. I was going to Woodward a bunch, and I met Navarrete and Hit. I don't know. Those years are scrambled eggs. But I met Darren, and Darren put me on Creature. And then I was just kind of like got overworking at the distribution. I was like, I just want to skate, dude. This is like too much. Like 24 hours that you work around skateboarding, you skate. Yeah. I mean, it's all I knew. It's all I still know. But it's like, I just, I'm going to try to do this. So I moved to Santa Cruz because that's where NHS was and Creature. Yeah. And we moved into like the team manager at the time's house. I lived in the garage for a hundred bucks a month in SoCal. And then through that, you know, I met like Tim Brosh, Israel Forbes, Ron Whaley, uh, rad Santa Cruz people, mm-hmm. um, the Strubings. Um, but yeah, Justin Burton is cheap. Trisha. I lived with them. That old mini ramp. And then, you know, we started doing like, started touring, you know, and doing like six week creature trips, creature Santa Cruz. We always did like these trips. Yeah. So, and it all just I'm going for hours. For sure. It just kind of spawned into something that yeah. like a lottery ticket. Yeah. And then when did you meet John Lucero? I met Lucero. Well, so creature, creature closed down the uh, second time before, you know, the third time was when they really came back and, and yeah having left um so we kind of were empty-handed like nowhere to go i skate for vans and the guy scott sisbus at the time was a fan of 151 skateboards right so me and hairball aaron harrison we were for creature we kind of went over to 151 because they were like hey you put you should put these dudes on the team they skate we're looking out for them we're taking them on trips we were going on tons of vans trips in yeah all over the world like australia new zealand with the most insane dudes right so, so real shit go down so we did that for a couple years my buddy zach ran the company and you know at the time that was sam hits hewitt navarette uh hairball and then the og 151 dudes it was like pig pen pig pen a lot of those dudes neil headings yeah headings chris swanson right swanson um, fuck and that company, honestly, for the time, was ahead of it, of its game because it was like skate everything, but just kind of rage mm-hmm. and do it. You know what I mean? It was like punk rock company, you know, with like things. But then that company came to an end. But I, uh, at that time, like another person I met, Jason Adams, when I lived with through Tim Brosh, Jason and Jai, and we all turned into really good friends. And um, Jason started this thing called Six Gun, which was a division of Black Label. Yeah. And they asked me to come ride for him four days before 151 ended or a week or something. So I was like, all right, let's do this. But uh, I was like, I'm going to had all this footage. I was going to put this 151 video out that never got boshed because the company ended. Yeah. But I was just going to surf it out until the video came out. And then I was just going to exit. But they like, we're done. It's like, well, I'm. 
I'm going to ride for these guys. I was going to do it anyways. Yeah. It's kind of punk ass shit when you're a kid or anybody. Everyone's done that kind of stuff. You're just like, sometimes you got to go. So then that went over there with them. And then uh, Jason got over doing Six Gun after a year or something or however long it lasted. And we just all went over to to Black Label uh, together as a, you know. Yeah. So that's how I squiggled my way into Black Label. Sick. Okay. You've been on a lot of fucking trips. A lot. (laughs) This is probably a hard question, but is there like one or two that stick out as like those were the fucking real highlight, best big one, like something you'll never forget? No, but it's so hard, man, because every single trip is special. Yeah. Even though I can't even remember half of them, but. Right. Dude, the P-Stone trips were always rad. Yeah. I mean, dude, Rhino, Joe Brooke trips. We're great. I mean, all of them were awesome. Um, when I got on Nike, dude, I started like we started going around the world and flying first class. That shit was crazy, right? I was like going to Spain, yeah. New Zealand, Australia. I mean, anywhere, anywhere you get to go skate, hang out with your friends, and all you got to do is skate, and you get to do it for free, mm-hmm. and see this foreign place, and eat neat food, and just skate. That's all you do. So the first couple of years, though, I was kind of ignorant. Oh, I was skate, skate, skate. And then after years later, I'm like, oh, I want to see what this place is about. Yeah. I'm going to go on a morning walk. I'm going to start seeing more of just skate, 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 you know? Yep. But I mean, all of them. You know, I, my first trip to Europe was like in 96. And then we went to 97. Like, you know, we'd go to all those contests. Because remember, there was like a contest, yep. summer contest every year. Yeah. So a lot of times, I one time I went with Peace Home for six weeks. And all we did is take took the Eurorail all around Europe in between contests. So the contest would end on Sunday. We would have until Wednesday. Right. So we would just be, you know, be stone. Yeah. He knew how to do it. We got to see this shit. Oh yeah. And he's like, Oh, I know this guy over here. Let's go. And then he knew how to read the map. He knew how to speak the languages. He knew, he knew what to do, man. And that made it so fun for sure. And then he made skating fun because it was like, it was never like you're filming. You're just like skating, hanging out. And the next thing you know, you got like all these clips. Yeah. And Peace Zone was so sick too. Cause at the end of every trip, you would get eventually a mystery VCR tape would show up at your house and it would be, I still have them all. And it would just be the sick tape of the whole trip. Right. Everyone. So if your memory banks and he went and did that for everybody on the, that was on the trip. Right. Yeah. So sick. I remember he would come back from trips, excuse me, and he would say like, I'd be like, how was the trip or whatever? And he would point out one person and he'd be like, this fucking guy, he was just, he wanted to be in the hotel the whole time. How are you going to go to a fucking city and not see the city? This guy wants to be in his fucking hotel room the whole time or whatever. And he just taught me so many weird things like that where it was like, dude, you if you go there, like sleep when you get home yeah you know shit like that i was like damn we like every time we did anything with him it was maxed out like oh maxed full out throttle it was so sick i mean he had dude he'd probably barely sleep i yeah. remember like so many times we'd be out in like germany drinking and then we'd be like chut let's run home we'd run all the way back to where we were staying yeah so I gotta get I gotta get some exercise. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do this. Hey Schmitty, I went to Cayman Islands and fucking I, I rented a bike. These guys were driving to the skate park every morning. I was warmed up because I rode the bike there. <laughs> like, so, so sick. sick. Yeah, It'd just man. be like shit like that. Miss that dude so much. Oh man, coming here, especially 
hurts me, like hurt my heart so much because I didn't really. I kind of clammed up when it came to the yeah the whole event thing. I just I don't know. I just got scared and I was like, man, God, I'm love this dude, but I just like freaked out. I kind of wish I would have made it, but coming back down here and seeing like this place just says Preston to me everywhere I look. And like, especially you go to Potrero and these places, and there's Peastone. Right. Go to Lower Bob's. There's like, I knew Peastone was there at that grill, drinking a beer on one hand, flipping a steak in the other, and probably filming somebody right. rip. You yeah. know what I mean? You could you could just see he's like he's still there. Yeah. He's not there, unfortunately, but he's still there. He's still with us. Definitely. Yeah. Everybody has him. And the stories and all that shit forever. And that's what's so rad. It's like, I was talking to Anna about it and she's like, cause I was just like trying to be respectful, like whatever, you know? And she's like, no, have everyone tell stories. So they keep remembering. I'm like, well, it's fresh. Like you got to talk about stuff and keep it, keep it going. And I was like, yeah, that's what he would want for sure. Dude, the one time P-Stone's like editing. Like I think they wanted some Danny Way clip. He did some like front side air rodeo flip. <laughs> I, I don't know it was a red bull ramp i know you probably remember the clip but like the thrasher so i won it when we were in europe wanted the clip oh yeah so peace zones in the room trying to edit it somehow his beer gets knocked over he gets down and sucks the beer out of the carpet yeah he did some pretty raw shit dude i know I, he's he's healthy as hell yeah absolutely Talk a little bit about that skate rock trip. You went on a skate rock trip with us where it was two mags combined. That was kind of like kind of crazy at the time. I remember it was like Atiba and Burnett were on it. Uh like it was Atlanta to New York. Yeah. Yeah. That's what was it? Thrasher, obviously. Thrasher and, and skateboard, skateboard mag, mag combined. It, yeah. I remember going into it going like, is this gonna work? But it was in my perspective, it was epic. Yeah, Jake was there, yeah. Keystone. Uh, Andrew Reynolds. Uh, who else? I don't know. It was a. It was kind of an Altamont thing. It was kind of backed right. by Altamont. Yep, Figgy slash. But that was maybe the first trip where Grant became a part of the crew. Yeah, Grant got in the van. Yeah, from from there from Atlanta, and yeah. then he's never left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that, tri- that trip was that, that trip was crazy. It was just like skate rock's fun, man. You skate and then you go party at the bar. And- yeah. Watch fireworks fly. Watch somebody get choked out. Watch slamming. Watch anything you got. You know what I mean? Like, right. It was a good trip. Um, Rhino texted in and said to ask you about your transitioning from straight edge to party guy. Oh, God. <laughs> God, you got me, Rhino, on that one. You know, I grew up like straight edge. I, all I cared about was skating. Mm-hmm. Skate, skate, skate. And I was like always kind of scared of, you know do any of that weird shit and then i got older and then, and then with age i decided oh, let's have a beer i had I asked my brother how to teach me how to smoke weed really and then over the years you know you just really get good at it yeah and, and then liquid courage turns into like your thing of like i'm way better at skating if i have a couple beers because i don't think next thing you know you're 20 years later you're like fuck man i need to chill mm. <laughs> i got a big chill zone coming my way soon <laughs> straight up i just like big solid clean out needs to happen yeah have you uh always been into um art yeah i've always drawn pictures but the last 10 years i mean i've I've always been into it because the add you know uh-huh. you're like just always got to be doing something yeah but the last 10 years i got more into it and more have a vision of like 
stuff I like to do, you know, before I just kind of drew like stars and I just drew lines or something I didn't know. But now I have more of a, uh, I have like kind of a style, I guess. And it's kind of, it's more fun. And it just like keeps my brain busy. You know, that's all I care. I don't want to be really be an artist. I just, it's what you do, you know, it's yeah. little, little projects. And then it's cool, man. It's, it's, it's a uh, very therapeutic. And then after you make something you like, you're like, Oh, that's neat. Right. You know what I mean? And then, and then uh, I started getting into these cross hatching drawings because I like I got I fucking hit my head, went to the hospital in Tucson. Eight days later, passed out in the Trader Joe's parking lot from it. And then I started like you know for like two or three months I was cooked and uh, I started doing these line drawings, and they like with lots of lines and it actually helped helped me come back. It kind of got me into this like uh, this pattern of things. So that's like a bruised brain cells. It's just like these drawings, and uh, that really helped me a lot. Mm. How was your uh, nickname born, Ludacrooks? Oh, I made that shit up. Unfortunately, uh, I just like Ludacris at the time, and it's always like I got crooked arm because I have a crooked ass arm. So it's always just been some like crooked arm joke. You know what I mean? But then I got in trouble for uh, doing graffiti in Portland, like chalk drawings, and the cops are looking for this dude named Ludacrooks <laughs> at down at Burnside. Whoa. Yeah, I, I just one night I was with Joe Brooke. You might have been there. I drew outside the footage of it. Oh, yeah, I was there. And, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, man. So I split town for a month or two. I was like, dude, I'm not getting, I'm not going down for this. So then I just started, I, I said, Ludacrooks, what, how you, what does that spell backwards? And it's a dual skork. So I got into that. So I changed my name to Dual Scork because I got in trouble and I kind of liked it sounding like a terrorist. That's how that happened. I was wondering about that. That's sick. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. And we were on that one too. Holy shit. Not That was not a sober thing, but. Yeah. But now you're back in Portland? Yeah, back in Portland. I just moved back uh, in middle of September, moved back into my apartment. I'm just there for now. I've been back on the East Coast like three and a half years. I was in Denver for two. Yeah. Just kind of gypsying around still, like just trying to keep it going. Keep it going. I'm 44. Um, but yeah, I moved back to Portland just to check on my place. I got out of a relationship, which, you know, which was an amazing three and a half year relationship. Ups and downs, obviously, and relationships aren't easy, especially with age. And, uh, you know, I had a lot of like, weird things happen over the years you know your, your skateboarding is like you start losing sponsors yeah you don't realize how old you are until you get a pay cut or yeah. get let go and then you're like oh dude this whole time you're in a cycle you could be like 40 years old you're hanging out with people that are like 20 to your age so it, you don't you don't fucking think about age absolutely and then you get that first pay cut and you're like oh man this is for real and yeah. you get another one and you get another one and it's the way the, the you know it just I wasn't prepared for it, mm -hmm. and I'm very lucky. Everything skateboarding has given me, I'm not like I'm not. I completely understand it, mm -hmm. but I wasn't mentally prepared, you know, because that's that's your life. Yeah. That's all you know is like being in the van, traveling, getting free money, skating, doing the shit, and then it starts kind of crumble. Which happens. I made it like 20 years, dude. Yeah, you know, which is like you, dude. Some people make it two, some <laughs> make it five. Yeah. And to make it to 44, 43, you know, it's like, dude, that was a, that was a good run. Good and, run. And now I'm like, I love skateboarding so much. It's, it's actually funner now for me. I'm not really good behind the video camera anymore. I, I clam up now. It's like, I just like skating so much, man. Uh -huh. These days, I just, I wish there was a, 
a person that hid in the bushes and could film. <laughs> yeah. Like the peace zone cam. So, so you didn't know about it? Yeah, so you don't know it, and you just do the act of, because you'll like, <clears throat> I guess all these years of doing it, you'll like go through the motions of like, you know you can do this, all of these tricks. Yeah. But you'll tell yourself halfway up the wall, I'm going to bell. Right. And then there's some days you're confident, and you're like, dude, who's this dude? Yep. I've been waiting for you to show up for weeks, pal. <laughs> and then all you do is try to chase down that dude. Yeah. For every time you skate. Right. Just hoping bus 30 guy shows up. Yep. The skateboard god, like, uh, give it to me. Get my mind up. Huh. You know, so. Who's helping you out these days? Uh, I mean, I just, I, I uh, get bored some heroin. I still, you know, OJ's, Indie, Mob Grip. Uh, Stumptown's my main sponsor right now. Really? Yeah. Are you doing any side work or anything like to get money and stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm getting by doing construction here and there. And Nike, st Nike still gives me shoes. Oh, cool. They turned my key back on the skate park, which is awesome. Sick. Um, Yeah, I've just been doing side hustles, especially with Stumptown's really helping me out a lot. Um, And then I'll just do like little janitor jobs with my friends. But I'm just living very simple right now. Right. Like really rice and beans okay and just make it you know and like my whole career i made pretty good money for what i did uh-huh so i didn't blow it good yeah you invested in the yeah. place and so i bought that place and then right i just did like four months of construction with my buddy uh walt will and gerdude in north carolina and i just did uh we just did tore down a bunch of stuff and they're really awesome. Working for them was cool because I don't know what I'm doing, dude. And I, I really don't want to be 44 trying to enter the construction world. But they made it fun, dude. It, was, it didn't even seem like didn't even seem like work. It it was just like fun, dude. Right. It was just like laughing all day, and it was really good for me. It's very therapeutic for my mind because I was doing something else. Yeah. When you have like 25 years to be yourself, you have too much time to freaking think, and you can weigh down your brain with. You I mean you get to do whatever you want to do and it's just like works therapeutic man it's like and huh. it's like cooking cleaning all that shit yeah on a scale of one to like a hundred where do you think your add is at 100 really maybe 102 no way 103 because i like odd numbers yeah like 24 7 not when i go well yeah after like five hours of sleep if i wake up and my brain's into something i can't go back to bed oh man you know what i mean it's just like whatever i'd rather have ad the than not have it but i do i hope with age i do calm down just a little bit you know but only time will tell yeah give me some pros and cons of uh north carolina wilmington a lot of crackers i don't know some ignorant people some smart people the pros are i have a lot of good friends that live there there's a great skate scene in wilmington where we live uh the ocean but then the summers are just brutal humidity but I mean, all said and done, it's just it's just a little bit slower back there. Mm. You know, once you live in a city and you see this energy of like youth and radical people, and that transcends into like people that are our age, forty or fifty, still doing radical things. You know, like yeah, I don't know. I'm like I'm not really gonna bag it. It's just it's where I grew up. It's I got friends there. Yeah. Did you ever see him filming any of the eastbound and down? No, I didn't. But my friends worked on some of it. Right, Brendan Klein, right? Yeah, that and those my friends were like in, in the in the backgrounds and like stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, sick. There's some pretty funny stories I've heard. Okay. And then would you say that Portland is similar or negative? 
what are the good and bad about Portland? Oh, it's like here. It's just over. It's just getting everywhere you go across America right now. It's uh, everyone wants to live in these certain cities. Right. So now it's just getting gingerfied or whatever. And just, I don't know. Like, I just, the pros are Portland's a lot a of good spot. It's a hot spot. There's tons of good food. There's good hiking all over. There's enough stuff to skate. Negative is gloomy and rainy. I'd say it really. I, I think it's a great place. It's trying to not be like Debbie Downer anymore on any of that stuff. I just, whatever. Mm-hmm. I like Portland. I like SF. If I was rich, I would move here. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. It's gnarly here. What Especially is- down by the beach. I love it down here. It's so quiet. It's, it's a whole different world down here. Yeah, you guys got a good spot. We're out at like 37th and Irving, and it's fucking real close to the lake, real close to the ocean. It's pretty sick. It's quiet. Yeah. Have you been in tune with like the social media shit that goes on these days where like everybody's a critic, everybody's got a comment? Oh, yeah. People suck. Yeah. It's like, dude, now like fat kids, they don't skate. They got like all skate gear on. Now they're entitled to title to say stuff uh-huh it's just oversaturation of just the the bust to shit talking value is dude if you're busting you ain't got time to talk shit and you know what i mean so i'd rather be a, i don't i don't watch any i don't listen to message boards i've never been on that slap thing once yeah i don't i just try to i'm trying to disembark myself i'm obviously on that and like to post photos of rad skate spots and art and stuff to inspire people but uh it's pretty corny, man. You like, you'll see some dude and he'll just like have a million photos of his face or a chick, million photos of her face. It's like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. I mean, I can't talk too much. I mean, I'm on it, but yeah, I think, I think people, people don't have to have friends anymore. You know, they just, their friend is that little computer box now. Yeah. They're living vicariously through everyone. Yeah. And there it's, it's actually painting a false world, a false world to their eyeballs right where people like kids think that they might be like uh think that all of this is very easy to grab onto and it's not right it's all false you know what i mean yeah yeah it's been a crazy like last couple of years have just been like it just is getting gnarlier and it's like is it gonna break like at some point i think it's helping me in certain things with my sponsors and getting like you know keeping that support I have from sponsors as in money or cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helped for that. But I know one day I'm just going to turn it all off and disappear. Yeah. Me and you, well, not me and you, but you kind of brought to me the 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 fun game of calling each other Mark. 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 Marcus. Like, what are, who are some of your top three Marks of all time? Like, oh, Mark Appleyard. Oh, um, no. Marco See, that's a thing. <laughs> Dude. See, a mark is not a mark. Like, there's Mark Gonzalez. There's yeah. I mean, there's like all the Mark Appleyard. He's a great person. Yeah, but they're not marks. Right. It's more of a mork. Yeah. M O R K. Uh huh. It's a mork ass Buster. <laughs> and it was just like, hey, what's up? You know, it's like with skateboarding, we all got a lingo that we, especially being on trips, you just all start saying the same stuff. Somebody can have something really witty at the end of the trip. Everyone's like, yo, Mark, and everyone says it. I, I mean. P-Stone was good at that. Yeah. What's K mean in Spanish? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And just, I got so much stuff like that. Um, I I love that though. That's one thing I love about skate trips is 
being there with your friends and there is always like some on the trip there's like a one-liner that everyone uses right and then you'll come home and you'll say that for weeks yeah it's the bond yeah i don't I, don't have, I can't give you an example of it, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we all know. Well, that's a perfect example is the what game that yeah. I, I didn't know about that. But right when I went on my first trip with Preston and I came back, I was like, I can't say what anymore. Yeah. And I've even seen like these dudes that are just like, which? Huh? Like they've changed their what to like, they're so conscious of it that they won't say what, that they're like, which? Come again? Like yeah. they, they've conditioned themselves to never say what. Crazy. Because it's such a rip if you fucking say what in the suck. Yeah. That was a great game. Fucking hell. Um, well, sick. Yeah. What else is what's what's gonna happen for you after this trip? You got a bunch of traveling planned, right? Yeah, I'm just gonna go out to Tucson and then down to San Diego and LA. It's like so I'm back basically gonna spend a month and go see everybody I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. And just skate, just skate as much stuff. Hopefully, get in some empty swimming pools, skate some rad obscured spots. Just mostly see friends and skate and exercise. That's all I want to do. And then go back to Portland. I mean, I'm giving myself like a year, dude. Might even turn it two years to kind of try to grow up, which I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But I got to eventually find myself into something I really like and find some kind of work mm-hmm. doing something. Because it's very, like I said, I need the money and I need that structure that I've never had. I've never, I mean, you take structure to be a skater at times to film and go get things done, but it's the funnest structure ever. So I'm just trying to, I'm hoping to weasel into something. If anybody's like listens to this and they want to give me a job, please, please direct message me. Mm-hmm. I'm a great janitor, <laughs> Home Depot, postman. Yeah. Something rad, you know, like something simple, dude. I've already got, handed a great life it's like from now on it's just i'd like it to be smooth sailing i don't want to be rich i mean yeah if i got rich i'll take the money but if i don't it's like i already shot a huge 25 year old nut of life (laughs) you know i mean got way too much i got the lottery ticket that was just insane if i had enough time to tell you every story everything it's just like dude people do what we do they work their whole life and get 50 or 60 and then they go do that right we got to do it in our top top times of life yeah and travel the world travel the united states I'd like to I still would like to hitchhike across america i'd still like to ride my bike across america um, just do whatever i just i'm trying to figure it all out man it's really it's hard it's hard certain days it's very sketchy yeah you know what i mean for sure like the Stumptown thing's really helping me out and uh i'm Thank them very much. And anybody that gives me stuff, man, it's like now it's just like awesome. I'm putting another. I took my board away like a dumbass. I just didn't want my name on a skateboard. Mm. So I told Foss. And then the catalog came out. And I'm like, oh, where's my board? And I, I'm the asshole that asked to take it away. Uh-huh. And then so I'm putting another board out. I'll probably put a board out every year maybe until I'm just completely over it. Right. You know, Sizz- Larry Sizzolino. I'm already Larry Sizzolino, dude. From hitting my head so many times. You know, that's why I'm just I'm just gonna skate for the rest of my life and hopefully fall, fall find the next uh chapter of life. What happened on that recent one? You hit your head or like you were I seen photo of you like Oh yeah, I was it up. I was like in uh 
lived in Tucson for a couple months with my girlfriend and went skating with, uh, went with her and met and Aaron Susky. And I was six weeks completely sober. Oh. And I was carving around this dumb skate park, which I will never go to ever again. And I just ran into the wall of my head. Ambulance ride straight to the hospital. Whoa. Like it was, you know, they were like, dude, you got to chill. The, like eight days later, I went on a bike ride, which I probably shouldn't have, but I'm like, so uh, come back to ADD. I did like eight, 10 mile bike ride. Uh huh. And then I was just going to get some, I was going to cook my lady some dinner and went to get some snacks from Trader Joe's to cook. And dude, I ended up, back, I woke up back in the hospital. Whoa. But since then, it's all getting better. I'm just like, fucking, it scares me, man. It's like, um, it just made, I'm very more, I think more, you know, and then prior to that, I was in Europe. I rode bicycles around Europe for a month with my friends. One day, hit my head, went to the hospital, Fuck. got stitches. Next day, we go to that skate park that Red built in uh, Austria, the, uh, what's that big thing with the cradle? Oh, yeah. Um, Dude, I hit a rock, hit a rock, flew in the wall and got knocked out again ambulance ride two days in a row whoa got out of the hospital had to sleep because we're on a bike camping trip i had to sleep under this quarter pipe in the rain and then i had to keep we had to keep biking so we biked all over europe and that was like the first week i hit my head two times so i was like larry i was larry sizzolino the whole trip and just trying to get through it man trying to get through it yeah and so whoa so dude. yeah the, the brain's definitely bruised yeah you can't hit your head that many times no, without a, some repercussions it's a buzzkill man but it's just yeah try to stay positive i'm just trying to like with with life now i'm just trying to be i'm just so thankful and all i want to do is you know when you hear people complain all the time i'm just not into that shit i mean yeah we all can talk shit around our friends but i just want to be around people that have got s smart radical things to say instead of people that say just debbie downers yeah absolutely I just, same yeah Keep it positive. Yeah, I don't like that anymore, man. I don't. Yeah, yeah every, we know everything sucks. Yeah, we already know it. Yeah, why? What are we gonna do about it? It's like our president sucks. No shit. Yeah, We're gonna talk about this asshole every day? No, yeah. man. No, no thanks. We know the fucking hips. These hipsters, they're biting our style. Suck. Right. What are we gonna just let them interfere our life? No. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think that you were the first photo that tony vitello ever had published yeah in madrid yeah yeah back d back d yeah yeah i thought it was awesome so dude. sick yeah um it's cool like just all the fucking intertwining that like our community has where it's like i haven't seen you in a while yeah. but like when you're here it's on i love it i love that because you know like there's certain friends we've all had these friends who are like dude you don't call dude and then you're real bros. You don't have to call them. Yeah. You see, you see him. It's like, dude, we never even left. I might not have seen you for three or four years, but yeah, it doesn't seem like that to me. It's like the same Schmitties. I'm talking to him. Right. It's like all, all the crew. It's yeah. like, you don't see each other and you don't have to like, Hey man, how are you? You're like, boom, it's on. Yeah. Friendship, you know? And that's, that's what skateboarding gave us. Yeah. Like all of these radical people. It's uh McKenney. I hadn't seen him 15 years. And then he just popped into my life again, like text message, whatever. And then all of a sudden it was like, dude, you lit the fire under me. I'm skating again. I stopped fishing. I just want to skate every day. And it was like, 
he and he came and did the podcast and I it was like the first time I'd seen him in 15 years. I was like, all right, we're sitting down and we're gonna fucking catch up on the air. It was so fun and dude. Sick. When I lived in San Jose, I skated with him some. That was like, I mean, that was probably that long ago. Yeah, he's such a rad dude. Yeah, I can't wait to listen to that driving today. Yeah, actually, he, he's so cool. Dude, we we're just talking about how him and Phil, were, like him and Phil and Tim, were the best at that Palo Alto skate park. Mm-hmm. Hands down, they just murked that place. Yeah. Phil did some stuff there that nobody's probably ever going to do. And he did it the right way. Yeah. I mean, dude, he looked so good. I mean, everything he did skating looked good doing, but he looked really good there. He just had the lines. For sure. He knew how to juice it. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, dope. Well, Sig, do you want to give any shout outs on the way out of here? Shout out. Shout outs to, um, yeah, heroin. Shout out. Thank you. OJ, Indy, Mob. Big shout out to Stumptown Coffee. Shout out. Big shout out to Schmitty. Shout out. All my friends and family. My brother Clint. Peace down. Uh, Rhino. All of our passed away brothers. Um, anybody out there that's just going for it, pushing the buttons of life, hiking, camping, skating, riding, not looking at their phone too much. Um, everything's red. Thanks for having me on. Fuck yeah, thank you. Yeah, man, I hope this is good enough for these uh, ears. I hope, I hope your ears like this, people. You know I do. I be like, love that shit. Bang it out real quick. Wham-a-lam. Thank you, ma'am. Getting freaky. Freaking them floats. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please subscribe now on Anchor, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, 
One of the best ways to show some love is to write up a review. I always appreciate to hear your thoughts and detailed reviews are the best way for people to discover us. Also, a big shout out to our executive director, Cheryl Camisa. Shout out. Love it!